Welcome to The Real Deal, the podcast where we have honest conversations about leadership, mindset, and real estate with first gens. I'm your host, Wendy Acosta, and I'm a first gen myself. In this podcast, I'll share with you my journey, my challenges, my successes, and my failures. I'll also interview other first gens who are making an impact in the leadership and real estate industry and beyond. Whether you're a first gen or not, you'll find valuable insights, tips, and inspiration in this podcast. So sit back and enjoy the real deal. Welcome, amigas. Thank you for joining me on another episode here on the Wealthy Mindset Latina podcast. I am your host, Wendy Acosta, and I am so happy that you guys are here. Let me begin and just take a couple minutes to tell you about my trip to San Francisco. It's been about three weeks or so since I was there, and the trip went so well. More than that, I think it was very life-changing for me. Let me tell you, I was just so inspired being in a room with other like-minded Latinas who are impacting their communities and who support each other and give you a safe place to share your feelings. And these women are just ultimately servant leaders who want to help other women win. And it was just very inspirational to me because I got to hear a lot of their stories and I really related to their vulnerability and just where they were in their journey and how they have managed to overcome their mindset, self-limiting beliefs and overall just continue to succeed and continue to want to change their lives and change the lives of others and it's just amazing i knew that i was in the right room and i knew that these types of rooms are the rooms that i want to continue to be in anyways so just wanted to share that with you guys my trip went amazing and i just can't wait to go back to san francisco besides the city is beautiful the whole scenery is amazing the food is amazing i just had an overall just wonderful experience and i got to spend some solo time and a lot of time to reflect a lot of quiet time for me and just really focus on what it is that i want to do and where i want to go and i got so much clarity honestly and i'm just so excited to finally be back home and like get to work and Here I am. So I'm just excited, guys, for what is to come. And just stay tuned because there is a lot more that the Wealthy Mindset Latina community is going to bring to you guys. Okay, so let's jump into what I have for you guys today, which is my story on how I bumped into investing in real estate and why it's become such a big part of my life today. Okay, so let me start by just going 
a few years back when my husband had heard about a book that was known to be the number one bestseller in finance and personal finance, which is Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki, which I'm pretty sure you guys have probably have heard of the book because it's very popular. And I think at the time we were just looking for answers to our financial situations thinking that there had to be something out there that we were missing out on and just a better way to make more money. And we ended up going and looking for this specific book. When I started reading the book, I quickly felt disappointed. I don't know. I guess I was just hoping to find a step-by-step -step guide to building wealth or maybe just like a secret formula or something like that. Something that would kind of help guide me towards building more money and like building wealth. Instead, the book started with like a storyline and it just didn't resonate with me. And I honestly was not like a big reader back then. And the more that I looked ahead, I realized that there was like no secret formula. And needless to say, I just stopped reading it. I just stopped reading it. Like I stopped it. I just put it away and it like it was left in a bookshelf for years. So fast forward, maybe approximately around three years after we had probably have bought that book, Rich That Poor Dad, we were house hunting for a new home. My lender at that time mentioned that my husband and I qualified to buy another house without needing to sell our current home. So that goes back to when we first bought our first home that we were initially living in. Um, Louise had just left the military back then in 2008, 2009, when we we, when we first had bought our first house, he didn't qualify to be in the initial home loan because he had just been discharged from the military and he had not yet been in a stable job for like more than six months to a year. So crazy to say that I qualified by myself since I'd been in the job, in my job for more than a year, even though I was making minimal salary an hour go figure. I think it was different back then to qualify for a home loan in like 2008, 2009. And I was also nine months pregnant and I was ready to pop with my first child. So we were in such desperate need to buy a house because we were renting a one bed, one bath apartment and were paying double the monthly payment for, for renting versus owning an entire house. Plus, we really needed that extra space for the baby. So it ended up just working out fine. Luis was left out of the mortgage because we really needed to just close on this first home. And I knew initially that when we had bought it, it was not going to be my forever home. We just needed a home because we were getting ready to have a baby and we needed that space. So here we are 10 years later and we are buying another house and I'm seeing the blessing in the skies because we are able to qualify to buy another house that's a much better house and now we are using Lee's 
as a primary on the loan. And my lender just kept explaining the reasons why we should just keep it and rent it out. She kept explaining the benefits of renting the house, how sweet it would be just to have that extra cash flow because when we bought our house, the mortgage was so awesome. Like our mortgage was just a sweet deal and the rent payment would be double that amount. So we'd have some passive income at the end of the month, which is always, always much needed. Um, But my scarcity mindset back then was just so scared. I was just so scared because I kept thinking about how crazy and risky it would ha- it would be to have two mortgages at the same time. I was just scared. Plus, I didn't know who would even want to rent my house. Like I was just over living in that house and in that neighborhood that I didn't my mind couldn't see past that. I just couldn't see anyone else wanting to live in my house and renting my house, much less. I was just so caught up in my mind that I didn't, I just didn't think it was going to work out. I was maybe just scared of knowing that if anything went wrong, we were going to be stuck with two mortgages. Um, Obviously, like, I didn't want to pursue that. But I was quickly contacted by a family that had heard through a family friend that we were potentially wanting to rent our home and they came over, they fell in love with the home and agreed to the monthly payment. And I just said yes right away to them. They loved the house. They agreed to the monthly payment and I immediately just said yes. Hence, I did not do a background check on them. I did not run a work history or like an income check or anything like that. Everything was just really easy. Like I just had them sign a couple of papers that I put together myself and they moved right in. Like they moved right in and it ended up working just fine. Everything went pretty smooth for the first few months. And then, of course, things got really interesting. COVID hit and it changed everything. Our tenants had a really hard time paying. Now, me being the landlord now and a property manager running this rental property, we were willing to negotiate. We negotiated payment plans to help our tenants out. And we always made sure that we address any issues in the house immediately. Ultimately, I think it comes down to this experience being a learning experience for me because being a young landlord, I really think that my tenants did not take me very seriously. Like I didn't set any rules for them. I didn't set any boundaries for them. I didn't like I I had no experience being a landlord at all. And my tenants were constantly reaching out to me and just talking to me like if we were the best of friends. And I think that that 
turned it into a very personal relationship where they really felt like they could reach out to me and which was kind of like a good thing. But when they started reaching out to me a little bit more frequently and more often, like they would call in at like nighttime when I was asleep and they were just wanting to call me particularly just to talk about random stuff, I kind of started to recognize that I had allowed this to happen. Like they didn't see me as like a serious landlord. They literally did not see me like that. They just saw me as like another friend or something like that. So things were just not going as I had planned. And It was a big learning lesson for me to have gone through this experience. But I will say that I got a taste. This was the first time that I got a taste of what it is to have passive income. So my husband and I decided that we were going to sell the house and just take advantage of the seller's market. And we actually sold the house and get ready because this is what actually completely blew my mind. Our house sold for three times the amount that we had originally had bought it for back in 2008. It was so shocking to me seeing the way that a property on itself without doing anything maybe just minimal repairs and obviously like maintaining it ultimately tends to appreciate in value over the course of the years i really felt like something had to be wrong there how is that even possible that we were going to benefit from selling this home and take the equity of the appreciated amount that it was worth now That was what completely blew my mind. Like when we sold our house and we ended up making profit from it, I was just more interested to learn about real estate. Like I knew that real estate had to be it. I could see why wealthy people would invest in real estate because it appreciates over time. And it's like any other market It fluctuates, but over the course of the years, real estate typically always goes up in value. So I decided to learn more about real estate. I decided to invest in learning more about how I could continue to invest in real estate and learning different strategies that people were using because I wanted to do that again. I saw the benefits of it and I wanted to do it again. <laughs> of course, tenant and rental situation was a learning experience for me as well. And I think that I needed that because it allowed me to be able to learn what it is to be a property manager. And if I wanted to go into that like I needed to have direct communication and better strategies so 
I decided to go back to my book, my original book, Rich That Poor Dad again, <laughs> because Robert Kiyosaki kept coming up everywhere that I was looking um, to learn more about real estate. And I decided to go back to my original book, Rich Dad Poor Dad. And this time I was consumed by wanting to know more about investing. And I read it all. My first thought was why in the world had I not taken the time to read this book three, four years ago when we initially had bought it? This book completely changed my mind and my whole perspective around money. Then I understood why it has been the number one bestseller in personal finance. And it just changed my life. I had to go through that life experience to learn for myself. To see the power of investing in real estate I have been working on changing my relationship now with money and seeing money as a tool and just energy that needs to be put to work. I've learned the difference by reading this book. I've learned the difference between having active income versus having passive income. And they are both very, very important. So we have to know that we do have other ways of bringing money into our lives, not just actively working for money and exchanging our time for money, but also money, investing money and money, bringing more money passively into your life. So having both types of income is very, very important. And this is something that I did not know about. I didn't know about the different types of income. I just knew that there was one working nine to five, just the way that I was taught growing up, just going to work and getting a paycheck, going to work and getting a paycheck. That was the way I was going to live my life forever. And it was just exhausting. So this blew my mind that there was actually another way to make money. Another thing that the book helped me recognize was the difference between having assets and having liabilities. So assets are things that bring money in your pocket and, and liabilities are things that take money away from your pocket. So I determined what my assets were and what my liabilities were. And I recognized that my life was just full of liabilities, <laughs> which are things that were just taking money away from me. So that's the reason why I was stuck living the way that I was living because I didn't have any assets. All I had were a bunch of liabilities that were just taking my money and my money was not growing. The book also talks about the financial quadrant and it's benefited me as a as a guide to my finances and guys i just really recommend this book rich that poor dad if you guys haven't read it yet i really do regret not taking the time to read the book when we initially had bought it years ago but that was okay because it 
is better late than never, ultimately. I think that I just had to go through like learning experiences and bumps along the road to be able to get back to this book again and really get everything straightened up as far as what I want to invest in. And with the profits that we got after we sold our home, we could have easily have gone on like a worldwide vacation, just traveling the world and maybe purchase a new car. And we actually did not do that. It was very hard because that would have been so nice, like just to have a bigger car and buy luxuries. But at this point, I'm already educating myself around assets and liabilities, right? So I knew that I had to invest this money again. I knew that I wanted to learn more. So I invested in masterminds, in coaching programs. I invested in books. And I also invested back in real estate properties. And Ideally, it really did come down to a lot of mindset work. I had to do a lot of work on myself and educating myself and wanting to grow and just being open to growth and not letting my scarcity mindset take over, which was not very easy for me. So needless to say, I started a business around real estate and particularly around real estate investing and multifamily syndications. Real estate has become such an important part of my life. Now I invest in seven figure multifamily deals and continue to work with partnerships and look for deals that help support my goals and the lifestyle that I want to live. And this is why it's become such a big part of my life now because I see real estate as a way to be able to give back to the community. And my investments And the way that I see investing is different because I am a big believer of diversifying the investment portfolio. Of course, we all hear don't just put all of your money in one thing, but, you know, put your money, your eggs in different baskets. That way you minimize the risk and you don't, you know, just rely on one single investment. So I did learn a a lot about investing in the stock market as well, because that was always something kind of interesting for me because I just kept hearing stock market in the past, but I never really knew what it consisted of. And I was very clueless. So I did invest in learning more about the stock market as well. It really ultimately came down to my core values and how I wanted to invest my money because real estate is has been one of those strategies where since it's considered a hard asset you can see it you can go to these properties you can see the change in the community and that ultimately just I relate it to that so much because growing up, I never really felt safe in the communities that I grew up in, honestly. So just to be able to 
invest in real estate really aligned with what I wanted to do. And it aligned with me and my values because I wanted to help change communities. I wanted to help provide families with safe homes. And I just seeing the properties and just going to these homes and like seeing how bad they are and how much love they need to be able to provide a family an opportunity to own a home that's good for them. So that's why I have stuck honestly with real estate. Besides real estate is is something that, you know, that tends to increase in value over time. And it's not just like a bunch of numbers in a statement because when you invest in the stock market, you pretty much just get a statement and it's like a paper statement telling you whether your investment went up or down and that's pretty much it. You kind of are not considered part of the of the loop when you invest in the stock market and you just get a statement versus with real estate, you're able to see it. You're able to go to these properties. You're able to see the change in the community and that's why I am sticking to real estate investing. I guess that really just sums it up, guys. I can't wait to share with you guys more of the strategies that I use for real estate investing. I guess that will just have to be a completely different episode because there's just so much more that goes on behind it. But I just wanted to let you guys know how I bumped into real estate and now why it's become such a big part of my life. And I just hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope that you guys gain maybe just a little bit of maybe insights of why maybe real estate is something that you guys should look into. And if you guys have any questions, please feel free to DM me on Instagram. I hope that you guys have an awesome, awesome day and I will talk to you guys soon. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Real Deal podcast with me, Wendy Acosta. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and learned something valuable that you can apply to your own life and business. If you like this podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite platform. It really helps me reach more people and share my message. You can also follow me on social media and visit my website for more resources and tips on how to become a successful real estate leader. Until next time, remember you are the real deal and you have what it takes to achieve your goals. Stay positive, stay focused, and stay tuned for the next episode of the Wendy Acosta Real Deal Podcast. Bye for now.